Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as Black experiences, you'll hear... It means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcast. The backstage kind of like it's kind of like a green roomy area where like everybody is who is there that day and everybody is acting normal. And I'm just kind of standing in the corner with my publicist. And I, I remember my publicist was like trying to have a conversation with me. And I was like, I think I'm going to pass out. I just might pass out. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. Can I leave? Do I have to be? Everyone's got their thing. Coming at you five days a week, every morning. It's the Fanatics Podcast. No, it's not. It's The View on ABC. But we'll get to that in a second. Don't you wish Fanatics was on every day? I mean, honestly, guys, you could. Just click play on any of our wonderful episodes, and you could feel like it's constantly going. Speaking of constantly going, I'm talking a lot, aren't I? I'm one of your hosts, David Magadoff, and with me is my wonderful co-host, Claire Kramer. Hi, Claire. (laughs) Hi, David. I almost was just going to see how long you went, you know, just let you take it. (laughs) Take it for a run, a spin. Would you believe I don't actually drink coffee? This is just a natural way I am. I don't believe it. Then you must be addicted to, what is it, taurine? (laughs) The stuff that's in Red Bull taurine? Right? Yeah. I just learned a new new word. I didn't, I'm not a caffeine guy. I like chocolate though. You do like chocolate? I do. I do. There's caffeine in there. That's true. Maybe that's it. I do have chocolate every day. That's it. We figured it out. Dark chocolate, dark chocolate, just like the episode about dark chocolate that we did. With Julia Jones, my co-star. On Dexter New Blood. Yes, I like dark chocolate, not as much as she does, but I really, really, really do like dark chocolate. I can't do milk chocolate. We talked about this, I'm sure, but you, you're a dark chocolate fan mm-hmm. as well, Claire, right? I am definitely a dark chocolate. I, I can do milk chocolate. I do not care for white chocolate, though. That's not chocolate. <laughs> Let's rename that in a la- at a later date. Um, anyway, what's happening today, David? Tell us. We have on one of your very dear friends, Claire Kramer, Miss Julie Benz from so many things. You know her especially as Rita from the original Dexter series. We can't get rid of this Dexter thing, can we? And we like it. No, I love it. (laughs) We, We love it. And we also know her, of course, from Buffy and Angel and Desperate Housewives and so many other wonderful TV shows and movies. And she came on to talk about her love of the television program, The View. The View. She literally has never missed an episode. So I know Julie, of course, from Dexter, the original series, is Rita, his then wife. I won't tell you what happened, but then again, the show has been on for a long time, so... 
she was wonderful on that show and charming and lovely. And only through you do I now know her. And now she's here today. So basically, how do you know Julie, Claire? You guys are like really good friends. We've known each other for about 20 some years. We originally met, although we were never on the show at the same time, through Buffy and Angel and all our appearances that we did over the years. We've been able to travel the world together. And she's one of my BFFs. And I think she's really funny. And fun to be around. (laughs) I don't think in our 22, 23-year history we've ever even had a disagreement. So she's awesome. And I could tell you many, many funny stories, some uh, appropriate for this podcast and some not. But... You know, I guess that's its own episode also. Oh, <laughs> I want the very inappropriate ones. We're not going to talk about any of that today. We're only going to deep dive into the view. So get out your favorite Barbara Walters wig and take a listen. Julie, do you ever dream of Joy Behar? <laughs> I do. I do. I dream of Joy. Really? I dream of, I, they're my friends. I swear. I feel like they're my <laughs> friends. I feel like they're my family. I feel like the cast of The View is like the sisters and the aunts and the best friends that you just, you want in your life. Beautiful. And I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know, for anyone who hasn't seen The View, first of all, describe who Joy is and the other friends, if you will, and what the show is about and give us a little encapsulation of The View. Okay, well, first of all, I don't think there's anybody on the planet who doesn't know The View. It's been on for 25 years. 25 years. That's a long time. It's a really long time. It could rent a car. Yeah, I mean, it's old enough to drink. (laughs) 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 So Barbara Walters started it and it's a multi, like, it's a multi-generational show that talks about like socio-political events and entertainment news. And it's usually at the table, there's five women, and then there's always a guest and different guests that come on that they interview. But they have a thing called Hot Topics where they all weigh in on like current events. And they do a great kind of um, cross-section of different political beliefs as well. So you usually have your very conservative, you know, to the right, and then you have your very radical liberal to the left. And I don't know, I've, from day one, I remember when it premiered, it was a big deal. I made sure I was home at 10 a.m., tuned into ABC to watch it. Like, it's just been a part of my life for 25 years. Okay, so you said day one, right? Mm -hmm. What were you like, I got to watch this from day one? Because there's so many talk shows that come out do you tend to give every talk show a shot or was it something about Barbara in there or something well, about Star Jones? Like, yeah. who was it the thing that got you watching initially? I mean, I love Barbara Walters. been a big fan of her for years. I'm so obsessed with Barbara Walters that I got a Havanese because she has Havaneses. Like, that's how... That's how deep it goes. <laughs> that's how deep it goes. Is that a kind of dog? Yeah, it's a kind of dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and, uh, and because Barbara Walters had a Havanese, I had to have a Havanese. Like, that's, you know, my obsession. Um, and then Meredith Vieira, she was one of the original hosts. And I just really loved her. I just loved, like, she was a, a working mom with a family. And just, I don't know, she just seemed like, I don't know. I mean, she's not old enough to be my mom, but like she just seemed like that aunt or that like older mentor that you would wish you had in your life. And 25 years ago, this was before 
obviously DVR and recording, you know, digital mm-hmm. recordings. So you actually had to either be live or you had to have a VHS tape. Yeah. What was your standard practice with making sure you cut? Because you've seen most episodes. I've seen almost every episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched repeats too. <laughs> This is embarrassing. No, it's not embarrassing. It's (laughs) it's amazing. And we want to know everything about it. Tell me about your process back then and how your process of viewing has changed over the decades. Okay. Well, back then I would have to record it on a VHS and if I wasn't home. If I wasn't working on a show, I would try to be home. I would, you know, coordinate my gym schedule, my shower schedule, my grocery store schedule, all my errands around when the view was on. And because it's always on at 10 a.m., they've been consistent in their time slots. So fairly easy to know that what I'm doing at 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, you know, I'm watching the view. But in the beginning, yes, I had to record on VHS. And then that, then it was DVR. Now it's so great because I can pretty much watch it anytime. Although I still like to watch it live because, because Google knows that I love the view. And so sometimes I get like little Google news messages about like if there was a fight or something and then and I missed it and I get so upset so I like to watch it live and experience the arguments amongst the women myself (laughs) what is the most epic disagreement or argument or you know opposing forces I guess over the years over the years I mean well I mean, I think when Rosie Perez was on, she did it for a year. I loved her and just, I just loved everything about Rosie Perez. And it wasn't so much that she was controversial. It just was like, just her delivery and her, her outlook on life and everything was just so awesome. Obviously, uh, recently there was a lot of fights between Joy Behar and Megan McCain, which was always awesome to watch. Um, <laughs> It was kind of fun. When they fight, are you the happiest? Or is it when they get along, you're the happiest? Or just a balance of both? It's a balance of both. Because sometimes when they fight, it's like upsetting. Because it's like watching, you know, like your family members fight. Like <laughs> You get like, oh, just stop fighting. Like, However, I will say because I do not share Megan's politics, I was normally on the side of joy and then Megan would get really upset and I have to say it's very hard to be the conservative on that show because yeah you are one conservative with pretty much four moderate to liberal hosts so there's a liberal Jew inside of your small tiny frame oh of course yes yes <laughs> <laughs> and I just think joy is so smart now I was on the show I've been on it twice and it was such a bizarre experience for me sitting on the couch. I was on with Whippy Goldberg, Joy Behar, Barbara Walters, Sherry Shepard, and Elizabeth Hasselback. And uh, before the show, both times, both Sherry and Elizabeth came and talked to me. They knew, like, I mean, I was like a deer in headlights backstage, like, oh my God, <laughs> like Barbara Walters. <laughs> Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home? isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. 
Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Were you telling your reps, I got to get on The View, or did they, no. or were your reps like, hey, we're just got a slot. You want to do this? And did you pee a little bit and say yes? Well, no, I actually said, no, I don't want to do it because I, oh. I was like, I'm not going to be able to talk. Because I was such a fan of the show. And it was I had this weird, like, outer body experience. Like, there I was on the couch sitting next to Barbara Walters. And I was just like, <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> like, what was the first thing you said to Barbara? Um, I don't even remember. I, You know, it was, it's one of those things where you kind of switch into autopilot. And my segments, at least, were fast. I was not a two-segment guest. I was just a one-segment guest. <laughs> Aspirations <laughs> and for so, the future. <laughs> for the future. But I just remember sitting and she's sitting right next to me. And I was like looking at her and I was like, I just, I can't, I can't do this. Like I can't, like I'm sitting next to Barbara Walters. Of, like who, like this is it. Like I made it. I can die now. Um, so, and, but they, they fire the questions off at you so fast. And the first time I was there to promote Rambo, and Dexter. And then the second time I was there to promote No Ordinary Family and Desperate Housewives. So, you know, I also wanted to make sure that I did justice to to what I was there to promote. So because like you do a pre-interview with the producers and then they run through like, like Joy's going to ask you this and then Sherry's going to ask you this and then Barbara's going to pipe in about this. And then so because I knew like the the format and how what was going to be said and what questions they were going to ask. It was really, I I could just go like, okay, just go from question to question, to question, to question, and don't veer off course because I'm just going to like, just melt, like have a complete meltdown. Okay. Let's go back to before you came out. Yeah. Yeah, We want to, we want to flesh out this whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. I I need, I need like play by play details. So you're backstage, Elizabeth comes up to you, introduces herself. And who else did you say came out? Sherry Shepard. Okay, so tell me about that moment, and then let's talk about the walk to the couch. So Sherry and Elizabeth, I think I think they they well, I had met Sherry previously, like years before. So she came back to say hi, and then Elizabeth came over and introduced herself, and immediately put me at ease because she could. I mean, I she took my hand, and like I was just like I had like sweaty palms, and like I was just like I, I looked at her, and I was like I am terrified, and she was like you're going to be fine, don't worry, and she's like just look at me, just look at me, if you know, just look at me and Sherry, like just you know, because she understood what it was like to come into yeah, she I mean she's sur- from Survivor, you know. Yes. Yes. And to, you know, Whoopi Goldberg, who I grew up just watching and loving. I mean, I remember when, you know, prior to her doing Color of Purple, when she was doing stand up and like, you know, I remember watching her stand up specials. And and so just the fact that like I was going to be 
having a conversation with her. And then Joy, who I've loved from the show, um, and then Barbara. I mean, Elizabeth really understood, like, where I was coming from. So she made me feel so relaxed and calm. And then I was backstage. And it's the backstage kind of like, it's kind of like a green roomy area where, like, everybody is who is there that day and everybody is acting normal. And I'm just kind of standing in the corner with my publicist. And I, I remember my publicist was like trying to have a conversation with me. And I was like, I think I'm going to pass out. I just might pass out. I don't know if I can do this. Can I leave? Do I have to be here? Like, <laughs> I can't do this. And, and then, uh, then they announced my name, walked out and it was, it's just really like bizarre. And I think because the first time I did it, I had, I had black hair because I was doing a movie. So I almost felt like I was a different person and I wasn't Julie. So I kind of just clipped into that. That's interesting. You compartmentalized, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, okay, you're no longer Julie Benz, the person. You are now Julie Benz, the actress. And so it was like, play the character. <laughs> did you ever um, tell them, any of them, like, I watch you every day or did you keep that to yourself? I did tell Barbara, I did get a picture with Barbara afterwards and I got to, I gave her a big hug and was like, thank you so much. This was just such a dream for me to be on the show. And she was like, you're so sweet. And she took a picture with me. Joy was the most intimidating out of all of them. Really? Yeah. Her process is she doesn't really talk to you backstage. Um, But I also think I was really giving off some like weird fangirl vibe. (laughs) So I like weird fangirl stalker vibe, maybe. Like, don't go near yeah. that one. Let that one sort of <laughs> stew in her own yeah. her own recipe. I'm gonna talk to her a little bit later on the show. Yeah, and Whoopi <laughs> was really lovely. But yeah, and then the second time I went back, I remember that um Barbara was obsessed with the fact that I played a lesbian on Desperate Housewives and that I had kissed Dana Delaney. And that's all she wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> like all she wanted to talk about was like kissing a girl. And I was, you know, it was like, Barbara, have you ever kissed a girl? Like, has she, has she ever kissed so, a girl? It was really no. fun. Did you ask her that? No, I didn't ask. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> I love that. It's possible that you went from like idolizing these people that you bring into your house every day for years to like, you get to be on the show Say to Barbara Walters, have you ever kissed a girl? Have you kissed a girl? You never know. <laughs> no, but she was like, they did. I do remember like the rest of, of the women were like, Barbara is obsessed with like the idea that like you kissed a girl. <laughs> so I was just like, okay. We all have okay. a thing. That's what we can have Barbara on for fanatics. Yeah. So just about girls kissing. You never know. Yeah, I mean, you I never was like, no. Barbara, I got paid. I got paid. <laughs> There's a script. (laughs) The great thing about television and like, especially a show like The View, which has been 25 years, like you said, like crazy long, crazy long time is each morning, you know, you're not going out to a theater to watch The View. These people are coming into your home, into your intimate space, you know, while you eat, while you drink, while you sit on the couch, relaxing, whatnot. Have you gotten to the point where you talk back to them during those conversations? All the time. And what does that look like? (laughs) All the time. I mean, well, now I have to watch it in my office because uh, it was the past two years with my husband working from home. It annoys him. (laughs) He is not, he's not a fan of the view. So I now have to watch it in my little office. And oh yeah, I mean, there's times where I'm like, 
especially especially when they have a conservative on, where I'm just like, no, you know, and I start yelling at the TV sometimes, and um, or sometimes you know, like I right now, like I'm obsessed with Sunny Hostin. I think she's just, I mean, she's gorgeous and she's smart and she's just. I don't know. Everything she says out of her mouth sounds amazing. And I just feel like her and I need to be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, I know. I think she goes to Martha's Vineyard every summer. I'm like, can I be invited? Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> I want to go to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> so would you, if they were like, you know what? We need to add, we're replacing so-and-so, not the conservative position, but another one of the, you know, host positions. No, no. Would No, no, no you no, would not do no. it? Mm-mm-mm. No. Yeah, that was pretty no, adamant. Was horrible. No, I I don't think so. No, (laughs) No, you would be be great. But why? What's your initial like instinct to say why? No. Yeah, no. um, First of all, I don't think I have the intellectual acumen to go toe to toe with some of the women on there. You know, I am just an actress. No, no. (laughs) Whoopi Goldberg was just a stand up, you know, and then things happen. Well, I know, but she has a lot of life experience. And, she does. And, yeah. And I don't think I could do it. I Like I said, if I were to ever have to go back, I mean, it would be a terrifying experience again for me. It's just because I have a connection with them that they don't have with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, not yet. Not yet. We're working on that. That's why we're going to we're gonna bump you up to a, a two-segment. Yes, a two-segment. Yes. <laughs> You mentioned you now have to watch the show in your office, but did you initially try to convert your husband, Rich, to watch? And how did that go? I did. He did, was not on board with it at all. It's just not his thing, you know? I mean, he prefers CNN or soccer. Like, he, it's just not his thing. What red-blooded American man doesn't want to watch four <laughs> to six women every morning for an hour plus. I feel like he's missing out, but who knows? Everyone's different. Yeah, I think he thinks they argue too much. No. <laughs> but that's the point of the show, right? Yeah, he doesn't like it. Look, he doesn't like it when people talk over people. Um, I'm a talker over her. I'm sure you all realize that in this podcast, I talk over you guys. Um, <laughs> and so... It's upsetting to him when people talk over each other, and they do talk over each other on the show. So, Are you an East Coast person, Julie? Did you grow up on the East Coast? I did. I grew up in Pittsburgh. Well, Pittsburgh See, is kind of like Midwest East Coast. You know what, though? I'm telling you, East Coast people, we all talk over each other and have no problem with it. Like when my wife comes in with my family and we're all hanging out and chatting, she has to really detox after because it's just an over-talking group, and she yeah. grew up. West Coast. How about you, Claire? Just now we're getting on that moment. Oh, well, I'm an over talker or also, but yeah, is that Ohio? I, I'm also, though? you know, Ohio. So yeah. we come we come from that same area of like, I'm gonna be yeah. heard no matter what. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think like for me, that's why the show, the view resonates with me because I grew up, I mean, I had a fairly large family. There were five of us in the family, uh, three three kids and parents, but then I had a huge extended family. And I just remember at like holiday gatherings as a kid, listening to the adults talk about politics and argue and, you know, there'd be screaming matches, but then everybody would like get along after. So I think that's what resonates with me with the show. Why I like it so much is hearing all the different opinions because I grew up in that kind of environment. 
there's a lot of morning shows out there and they don't have terribly different formats than The View. But is it Barbara, like the anchor, that's what makes the show so appealing to you? Or is it just also the the loyalty you have now that you've invested 25 years? I mean, I am fully invested at this point. All the other shows are knockoffs, I have to tell you. this The View was the first time the first show that took five women and put them on a talk show. That was like the first one. And yes, my loyalty was because of Barbara at first. Now, Barbara hasn't been on in a long time, but um, I'll watch like some of the other shows and it just, they just don't seem to have that chemistry and the rapport that the women of The View have. And even when they bring in new hosts, I mean, there's been quite a few people that just came in for like a year or or two to host and it it didn't work out and then they were gone. It still was great morning chemistry. That makes sense. Yeah. Julie, I'm a big Mets fan and I'm always curious to see what the lineup is going to be for every game. And I definitely have my ideal lineup. What is your ideal view lineup? If you can make the all-star lineup, what's the one that you turned it on? You're like, this is the group that I want to see. Oh, I wish Meredith Vieira would come back. I mean, I would love Meredith Vieira and Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar. Oh, and Barbara Walters and um, uh, Sunny Hostin. I love Sarah Haynes, who's on right now as well. So, um, but there needs to be a conservative in there and there is no conservative. That's when the sparks fly. So who's your conservative choice? I mean, Elizabeth Hasselbeck, like she was so lovely to me. I mean, we have very, very different politics, but she was a really, she's a really nice person. So, and I don't know Megan McCain, but I actually liked it when she was on. I was kind of sad to see that she was leaving. I know she felt bullied. At least that's what the, you know, I I read all the gossip too, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I follow the gossip. Um, Oh, sure. I know she felt like bullied and like it was like not a good work environment for her. And it makes me sad because I thought she was good to get the the conservative perspective. She was very articulate in how she presented her arguments. She was a little bit woe is me sometimes, which, you know, can get a little frustrating. But I thought she really added an important element to the show that uh, it's missing now. Like they don't have that now. So... Who has never been a host? You know, maybe they've been on as a guest, but they haven't hosted. Who you think would be like an awesome addition if they're looking in the future to replace one of the hosts? Or a person in your own life that's not famous that you're just like, man, Cindy, you would be great as a host on The View. (laughs) I think Claire would be great as a host on The View. She (laughs) would. I think she could keep up with the women and like... Fire back and I know. agree. <laughs> I think Claire would be awesome. Uh, who who would I? Well, you know they have Anna Navarro on. She kind of comes on, I think, on Fridays when because Whoopi doesn't work on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Must be nice. <laughs> um, so Anna fills in, and I really like her a lot. She's very spicy and fiery, and and I like that out when she's she says things that like you're thinking that you can't believe that like, somebody actually said it on TV. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> And then, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Claire, Claire would be my. I vote Claire. I want Claire to be on the view. I well, I am flattered, honored, and uh, yeah. Hashtag Claire on the view. Listen, I wouldn't say no. (laughs) So you, it's funny. I was just sitting there thinking because you said something that really resonated with me. You said this was the first time they put 
five or six women around a table to discuss political issues and social issues on television. It came on, I guess, in 93. What do you think The View has done to progress like women's voices, women's rights, anything like that. Oh, You know, it's entertainment, but it certainly serves a higher purpose. I think they've done so much. I think aside from seeing all the other shows that have spun off of it, you know, because you, you have like the talk and you have, um, God, there's so many other shows that have come about because of the women from The View. The real and the, oh my gosh, yes, there's a litany. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but, but just giving weight to a woman's voice in the world, like seeing yourself reflected on television is so important. And I mean, we still don't have a female late night talk show host, do we? No. Is there one? We, we, we we've had. Not a major network, right. but I think Peacock has uh, has a lady. Of well, yes. Chelsea Handler—that's that a different type of show. And Chelsea Handler but, but, as well. But yeah. we don't have we don't have yeah. one on network television. That's Correct. the thing. Even Chelsea was on. Um, was it, was she on E? Yeah, she was on E. She was on yeah. E. So we don't have that female-driven late night talk show, and even like the daytime it was like Regis. And Kathy Lee, and then Regis and Kelly, and then Kelly and Michael, and then Kelly and Ryan. Like, we've never had just, like, just all women. And so the fact that, like, The View was is just all women as hosts. Very rarely, I mean, every once in a while, they'll have a man come on to be a guest host. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, the men come on, and they're just the guest. So, Julie, you re-watch the episodes. I do. That, I like what, that is a fan. <laughs> what is it that makes you rewatch? Is it just because later on you're on the treadmill and you just need something to watch? Or will you be like, I need to process what they were talking about with the, you know, exile of this head of state or whatever, you know, <laughs> like what is it? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I, I will rewatch because I'm like, I need to take it in again to really process like my thoughts on what I had watched. And then I'll rewatch it to really kind of process my thought process. Other times just for the entertainment of it. I mean, when Rosie O'Donnell was on and her and Elizabeth Hasselbeck would like go at it. I mean, you would just rewatch just to watch the fights. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's also something about like, for me, like comfort television, you know, having like putting something on while I'm doing work or while I'm doing, you know, cooking or I don't really cook. So that's not true. But, you know, doing whatever (laughs) something that you don't have to pay 100 percent attention to. You can it's just sort of in the background. That's what family is. That's what the view you've said is to you. You know, listen, it's going to go down in history as one of the best daytime talk shows ever because it's 25 years. Um, So, yeah. Okay, so I have. One, like, sort of question. We're sort of at the end, but tell me about the feeling when you go to turn on the power button on the remote (laughs) that you get inside. I mean, I know when I'm excited about something, I get a specific, like, adrenaline rush. Does that happen to you when you are about to watch The View? You know, I think at this point for me, watching The View is like putting on, like, my favorite sweater, and just sitting down and feeling like hugged. <laughs> it's like, it's more like this gentle hug. Like if I miss it, if I happen to like, like I had to, I, I missed it yesterday um, live because I had to go to the dentist and uh, it just, my day felt all off. 
It just, it just didn't feel right. I didn't know how to think, what to think about <laughs> what happened in the news. Like, <laughs> like you know, and I really look forward to like if something happens like the day before, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch the view and see what their response is, you know, <laughs> see who I'm aligned with in, in the thought process of it. They're like your guiding star, your, your Northern light. Yes. How do you feel if you, I mean, I don't think this has happened. Have you ever missed them for a week? Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes if I'm traveling overseas and stuff. Yeah. Will you really feel pretty off? Yeah. It's not my, my, yeah. my life isn't, you know, it's not normal. I have a couple of friends who are also diehard view fans and they post on Facebook all the time about like what happened. And then, so I feel like, okay, I stay connected. <laughs> this is a good question. Do you like talking about the view with other people who like the view or is it really more than anything else, just a personal thing for yourself and you don't need to share it? It's a big mix of both. I mean, okay. it has to be the right type of person who appreciates it the way I do. It can't just, I don't want somebody like bashing it. I don't want like, it's got to be the person who just really loves the, sa the same way I love. <laughs> so, yeah. You don't want someone trying to change your mind. You put in 25 years. Like, yeah. And at this point, my mind's not going to change. Mm -hmm. so. Was there ever a time, Julie, where you were, you know, the sometimes we're just like, I got to find a chocolate cupcake right now, or I'm going to go berserk. And you get in the car and you like drive all around town. Has there ever been that moment for you with the view where you just needed it and you couldn't get it? Quest. quest. I call those things I mean, quests. <laughs> I've never not been able to get it because it, well, that's not true. Well, now it's online. So it's much now it's easier. Online, yeah. Because I was going to say I did a 14 day quarantine in Canada to, when I went to shoot a movie during the pandemic. And... I mean, it was like the highlight of my morning to sit down and watch the view. It was like my social life was like, oh, you know, because I was like by myself in a hotel room for 14 days. So that 10 a.m. hour became so important. It was like, don't text me. Don't call me. Like, I wouldn't answer the phone if my husband called. I was like, don't like, because this is like, I need this to feel like a normal human while I'm in a hotel room for 14 days, you know, trying not to go crazy. But I, I will say, so I, I went, I did a movie, like probably must have been 10 years, 10 years ago in Bulgaria. And obviously it wasn't on in Bulgaria. And I did feel like when I came back, I felt like I had missed so much of, of life, the view yeah. in my life. <laughs> yeah. Like I felt like, I felt like there was this huge hole in my life that like I had to fill up and like try to watch those old episodes and see what I missed. And like, cause it was just, I could not go forward living my life without knowing what I missed during those three weeks. I was gone three, four weeks. I was gone. Well, you're here, <laughs> your feet are in America. God bless. Amazing. <laughs> Julie, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for giving us a view <laughs> into your heart. No pun. Can you please regale us with a love letter for that thing that you love the most? Mm, okay. Dear The View, thank you for being my friend for the last 25 years, for being the cozy sweater that I put on every morning to start my day, 
And thank you for encouraging me to take a little time to enjoy the view. Love, Julie. Yay. Oh my gosh. So good. Barbara smiling. And now I realize you've been friends with the view longer than me. And I'm a little bit upset by that. <laughs> I'm at 20 years or 21. I don't know when 2000 or 2001, but the views at 25, I will never be able to catch the view. <laughs> And by the way, don't make me choose. No, I would never. Don't ever make me choose. <laughs> no, but it's a you hard know. choice. <laughs> Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I've never seen The View, maybe other than a few clips online. I, I have pictures in my head of like Rosie O'Donnell leading the show and Whoopi leading the show and Barbara leading the show and a Joy Behar like, oh, what Joy said. But in general, I've never really seen it. And it's so charming how much Julie adores it. And I get the family aspect of it just being there in the background or really engaging. I, I really get it, even though I've never seen it. And I think that's what I took away from this one. Do you think you'll go and watch a couple episodes now? If you find yourself at home on a weekday around 10 a.m., you think you may turn on the television? No, I have no interest in hearing. <laughs> she didn't win you over a, that much. No, no, I have no interest in seeing it. But I get it because I am, the more she kept talking about it, I realized that's how I am with the New York Mets. When the Mets games are on, and it's a 162-game schedule, so this isn't, this isn't like a 16-game football schedule. They're on almost every day when the season's going. And I am very aware every day of when it's on, and I have a very happy actor life, God bless, thank you, Lord, that I can be at home a lot of days and just sort of have it on the background or have it on the radio when I'm driving. And it really is, I think, my version of the view of the way my broadcasters are. I think of them almost similarly to the way she thinks of these ladies. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. They're your family. They're your unassuming family. My they don't judge. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Your family? My family. My friends and family. I thought I wish I was friends or family with, with them, but they're just my, I don't know what the word is. My Tamily, my TV family. Yeah. Your Tamily. I like that. Are you my Pamily? Because you're my podcast co-host? I guess I'm your Pamily. Yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you know, it's interesting. It did make me want to tune in because my morning routine, especially during the school year, is get up, 
get the kids going, you know, check emails, take them to school, drink some coffee and dive into work. And I, I really think I need to leave some time for Claire care, their mm. self care, Claire care. Uh, and maybe the view could help me do that. You know, like a little escapism in the middle of a work day. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to give it a try, David. I'll report back. All I'm thinking about now is how do we parlay uh, Claire care into some great, you know, huge business in the same way that what was the the Tupperware parties? What was that thing called? Is it Avon? What am I? Amway. Amway. Or, Amway. I want to do an like Am detergent. Yeah, I want to do an Amway style business with Claire Care. If that's okay, is this is this a I'm bad in. takeaway from this outro? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Claire Care definitely. You know. It works. And we'll put commercials on The View. And that's how we circle it back. Yes, I love it. And Julie can be our spokesperson. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoy us the same way that Julie enjoys The View. That We are your family. We are people there for you. Please listen and like and subscribe and follow. And if you see five stars to click on, please click on that. We appreciate that. The love is felt over here. Guys, we'll uh, see you next Thursday. Enjoy your day. Adios. Adios. And coming up next week is the fabulous Jackie Zabrowski. You know her from Page 7 and the LPN show, which is, of course, the last podcast network show. Uh, she's also on Twitch. Jackie is coming on to talk about her love of polyamorous and polygamous reality television. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Oh, it's such a nice view. With me, Julie, and you. And Barbara can come too. And I guess Megan McCain. Are you tired of dating assholes? Do you want a Prince Charming? If so, we're filming a reality show. Sign up here. 12 American women are flown over to the UK for a Bachelor-style reality dating show. There are so many questions about a show like this because it's so odd. These women have been told that they were going to be dating the world's most eligible bachelor, Prince Harry. What? Y'all playing with me, right? You can binge The Bachelor of Buckingham Palace exclusively on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app.